We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. It's the Mile High Huddle Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, you know him, you love him. He is the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, first off, I hope you had a great weekend. And uh, what are your thoughts on Sean Payton using a mixed sports metaphor to silence all the Broncos wide receiver trade rumors? Yeah, he flat out said we're not trading them and he has no interest in trading either player. And, you know, you can interpret that one of two ways. Uh, a little bit of coach speak or what else is he going to say? Because the Broncos have not gotten the offers, obviously, that they were hoping to get for either player. But, you know, maybe he realizes that they're a better offense and a better team with those players on the roster than having a, a third or fourth or even a second round pick in your pocket. I did see, though, Chad, a report that they're holding out for a second for Cortland Sutton and a first for Judy. The first I understand. But if they can get a second for Cortland Sutton, I am building the statue for George Payton ASAP. Here's exactly what Sean Payton said uh, today. This, of course, coming from NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, because there's a little thing called the annual league meetings happening right now. But here's what he said when asked directly about the Judy Sutton trade speculation, quote, I see and I read just like everyone else does. Then occasionally when someone really crowds the plate, I throw a fastball right at their chin and they back up and they're like, all right. And so I haven't thrown any fastballs lately, but we are not trading those two players, close quote. Then, Zach, he kind of doubles down on, well, have you been getting the calls? Are people been calling? Quote, when people call and the phone rings like it does this time of year, George Payton's job is to pick it up and say, hey, tell you what, we're not. And so we've received calls, you bet. Those are two good football players, but we're in the business of gathering talent right now. Why do people call? Because they know we're void of draft picks and that we might, because there were some discussions a year ago, I think, regarding Cortland, but we like the current group that we're working with, close quote. So, Zach, that's the full extent of what Sean Payton had to say today. Yeah, there's been a lot of smoke, though, to ignore 
the um, the Broncos' interest in moving off either player. And if they had to pick, I think they would choose Sutton. They do need draft picks. He realizes that, um, and they would use Sutton to get more you know precious ammunition. But again, they're in the process of collecting talent, of building the offense around Russell Wilson. It made no sense to me that you acquire a quarterback of his magnitude, pay him $245 million, build up his offensive line finally, and then take away his receiving weapons. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's doing it backward. I'm glad that Sean Payton is doing it, hopefully, the right way. <laughs> I, I just kind of like his delivery. Uh, yeah, He cracks me up. Some early what's-ups to people like Gyla, who also threw down a very generous super sticker. Thank you, Gyla. Uh, saying, so much keeps happening. A new center. So is the O-line ready, or are there more holes? Case you missed it, the Broncos decided to find the other player named Kyle Fuller and sign him. Offensive lineman started a few games in Seattle with Russell Wilson in Wilson's final year whatever it was, I think nine games, if I remember right, from writing the article, didn't start for Seattle, Zach, last year, relegated to the bench, hits the free agent market, and the Broncos, maybe as an afterthought, I'm curious to see what your perception of this is, but they signed him uh, Friday, was it Friday or Saturday, right against the, the weekend, and you think, well, there's a nice little depth signing for the Broncos, kind of a little center failsafe with some history with Russell Wilson, but Zach, could there be more to it? And then we'll we'll talk more about some of these holes because as David McElrath, aka Papa Bear, saying here, Denver signed this uh, Seattle center. Who knows? Uh, Russ, thoughts? Love you, David. Appreciate you, big dog. We're gonna get that right now. I kind of uh, associate this with the Marquez Callaway signing, the receiver they picked up, in the sense that it's an insurance move, it's a depth move, but it doesn't preclude the Broncos from going out and bolstering that position any further. And we both said, and we both feel strongly, they couldn't have come out of the draft with just Lloyd Cushenberry and Luke Wattenberg at center. So picking up Fuller gives them some competition for Cushenberry and allows them to not be stuck into one spot. And also it checks off another box in free agency, which allows George and Sean Payton to draft BPA and not draft for knee next month. Exactly. And I agree, Todd, with the uh, general um, theme of what you're saying here. Thank you for being with us as always, big dog that it is more of a insurance policy, but still uh, he's a guy that brings some starting experience to the table. If you want to know a little bit about the offensive lineman, Kyle Fuller, he is a guy that coming out of college Baylor, I think it was Baylor, um, not viewed as a very at all elite athlete. So not really uh, cut out for say the high athleticism zone blocking kind of stuff, but if he had a strength, it was his power, work ethic, and just overall openness to improving. So that could that could fit for what Sean Payton's looking to do. And especially, Zach, he might have a little bit of a leg up because he does have that experience with Russ, even though now, of course, Lloyd Cushenberry has a little experience with Russ, to, uh, with Russ too. Miguel, brother, great to see you. Appreciate you jumping in. As you know, we love you. All your support means a lot. Says, what's up, fellas? With Denver signing a center, where do you see them going in the draft? Best player available? I mean, yeah, but that's boring, right? Thomas Halzak, and then I'm serving this back to you, had a really interesting article today looking back on the precedence for Sean Payton drafting in the third round, going all the way back to his different classes with Mickey Loomis in the Saints. And go read the article after this podcast, but here's the Cliff Notes takeaway. He did really, really well in the third round. 
Yeah, and George Payton's had some pretty good third-round picks um, during his tenure as well. So I, I'm re- really excited for where the Broncos are going to go with their first pick. If they even do pick, you know, they could trade Cortland Sutton for a second and go on the board earlier. But um, what I said earlier, I think applies and is obvious now as, as to the previous comment from Miguel. They can go BPA. They're not pigeonholed into one position. They don't have to go tackle now. They don't have to go guard now, center now. Though, if you kind of follow the breadcrumbs, their top 30 visits or their combine visits, a lot of defensive linemen, a lot of edge rushers. It's the one area they really haven't addressed with the exception of Zach Allen that I think they're leading to uh, address in the draft. Albert Knoppers, uh What's up, my friend? Big time throwing some stars. You know you're near and dear to our hearts. Give our best to Michelle. He says, it looks like we finally are having identity on the offensive side. Run everything flat. The mile-high Dutchie, Zach, weighing in. Yes, it does appear that Sean Payton is hell-bent to exact his vision of a physical, gap-centric, powerful rushing attack we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, when you were describing Kyle Fuller, one of the words you used was powerful, and that's exactly what draws uh, Sean Payton in. He doesn't really like the finesse type of lineman or the uh, the athletic, so to speak, lineman. He likes the Road Raiders, the Maulers, the nasty SOBs out there. That's why he signed McGlinchey, signed Ben Powers. So I'm really excited what any offensive lineman can do in this system as opposed to years past. Michael, 
Brother, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for all your support. And we do want to get you on the show someday. So holler back at us. Uh, speaking of which, we are looking forward to getting back on the saddle with our superstar segments this week. We'll reveal tomorrow night who that's going to be, but it's going to be dope. Trust. Michaela Parker in the house. Love you. The Duchess weighing in, Zach. She says, hi, family. Hope you're having a great evening. And you know what? On that same note, she goes on to say with a very generous super you, uh, super chat, isn't the center we signed ranked worse than Cushionberry? Well, it depends on what rankings you're you're talking about. He didn't really play last year. So I don't know exactly. PFF grades, whatever. If we're being perfectly honest, they're honest, they're, they're really two centers that are at this stage in their career relative to their accomplishments and skill sets. They're about equal. They're about even. Although Cushenberry does have significantly more NFL starts than Fuller. Yeah, but Fuller, like you mentioned, is the more powerful center, the more powerful lineman. So again, that could appeal to Cushenberry. And you know, Chad's right. If we're going on PFF, for example, y'all know how we feel about that. It's so subjective, so opinionated. Uh, just watch the eye test and what the players do on the field. But again, just because they signed Fuller doesn't mean they're going to start him or they're going to ignore the position going forward. It's just another insurance policy. And they needed one there because they had nothing. They were barren. I was just taking a second to see if I could pull up the uh, PFF grades, but I'll look at that here in just a minute when I'm not, uh, when I don't have the spotlight on while you're with us, Gary and Michaela and all of you, in fact, I want to do a quick update on this one second. Uh, Scott, this is where things stand. Guys, we're heading down the stretch in the month of March. There are still uh, there's still time to close the gap and make a strong play to be in the running for that Broncos jersey that we are going to raffle at the beginning of April. Your top five currently, DWI guys, Ethan at number one, Deanna Hendry at number two, then you've got Renardo at three, F.A. at four, and the Duchess, Michaela Parker, at five. But this time around, as you've heard us say before, we're including people in the top ten. So at six, you've got the man himself, Gary Palmer, Najal Top at seven, Gaila climbing into the top ten at number eight, and Mark Schrader climbing into the uh, top ten at number nine. We all know and love Mark Schrader, but he's been making some hay with the morning show. And then, of course, D-Dub Dale, 96734 in Hawaii, checking in at number 10. So, love you. And then Facebook, we've got some plans for you. Don't, don't let your hearts be troubled. The swashbuckler himself, speaking of, Gary Palmer, saying with a very generous super chat, thank you, bro. Hey, Chad, Zach, and Scott, I don't see the ego thing with Sean Payton. I just think he's confident in who he is. Go Broncos, MHH for life, and buck them with a B, baby. Zach, what do you think? Are you seeing uh, an egomaniac when you see Sean Payton speak? I never saw an e egomaniac during his time, brief time as the Broncos coach or going back to New Orleans. I think he was unfairly painted with that brush that he quit on the Saints because they got in salary cap hell. But after so many years of being with the same organization, including bringing them a, a trophy, I think he deserved that right. But he goes about his business, like Gary Palmer says here, in, in a calm quiet confident way he doesn't have to be boisterous and he's not like you know cocky arrogant ego that was josh mcdaniels who pretended he was bill belichick and even eric mangini you know way back in the day as well they had an ego they thought they're you know what doesn't stink i don't get that impression at all with sean nor have i ever following him going back to new orleans
for what it's worth, I mean, he's one of the most accomplished coaches in the NFL over the last 20 years. And so, of course, he has a little bit of an ego. You want him to have a little bit of an ego. Right. You want him to have a vision that's worth buying into, you know, and it does take a little bit of an ego for for coming from somebody, right, in order for such a vision that the Broncos are trying to catch uh, to take shape. So I want my head coach having a little bit of an ego, but I don't say that in a sense, Zach. I agree with you that it's not like this is a guy that's, you know, um, gross in how he presents himself. But going back just for a second to Michaela's points about where Kyle Fuller ranked with PFF grades relative to Lloyd Cushenberry, Mr. Producer pulled it up for us. And uh, it's worth mentioning, okay, only 51 offensive snaps did Kyle Fuller play last season in Seattle. But his overall cumulative grade via PFF is a paltry 55.6. Okay, remember that. 55.6 for Lloyd Cushenberry, who had 10 times that number of snaps last season, over 500. His overall grade, 56.2. So Kyle, 55.6. Cushenberry, Zach, 56.2. But where in this kind of uh, offset comparison, Lloyd Cushenberry uh, kind of takes the cake is, he received a 68.8 pass blocking grade, which is quite good according to the way PFF scales, uh, compared to Kyle Fuller at 47.7, and they're about on the same level run blocking, though Cushenberry a few points behind Fuller. I think the takeaway here is the Broncos aren't done adding to the center position. They're probably going to emerge from the draft with a fairly decently high draft pick to go along with the crop they have. But again, PFF is so subjective, I don't put much stocking to random numbers on the screen they list Cameron Fleming as what, like the second best tackle in the NFL. But if you watched him play last year, you know, he was far from that. So take it with a grain of salt, I would say. Uh, indeed, indeed. few shout outs to people in the chat that are joining us tonight. Great to see Mike Reno in the house. What's going on, Mike? Hope you've been well, big dog. He says, uh, glad to be able to see y'all live today. Same here. It's great to have you with us. Um, Mike Reno saying, sorry. Again, I haven't been able to stay as active as I like, but my wife has had some medical issues. Really sorry to hear that, big dog. Yeah. Hope she's okay. Uh, love everyone in Broncos country. He says, positive thoughts and energies and prayers in your direction, my friend. Um, give her our best. Let's see. Kaimana? Kaimana? I hope, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, but thank you for being with us tonight and for the support. It's great. We love you. We appreciate you. What is your take on signing or moving on from Kareem Jackson? Zach, has K-Jack outlived his usefulness to the Broncos? He did about two years ago. And I like the name. Is it is a Kaimana? That's a pretty cool name. So we appreciate mm. you, uh, you know, volunteering your question. But anyone who's uh, listened to the podcast for the last couple of seasons knows I'm not the biggest Kareem Jackson fan. Um, he is like late career Darian Stewart. I hate to keep using that uh, comparison, but decent. In, in the in the running game, you know, in terms of uh, stopping the run, but offers nothing in pass coverage. And again, him being on the field is taking snaps away from the younger players, namely Caden Stearns. It's Stearns time, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do full time. Yeah, we reached the point of diminishing returns on KJAC and whatever he brings to the table, you know, with his experience and leadership and just that NFL veteran savvy it's unfortunately offset in the negative by his lack of twitch, 
you know, he's just lost a step. Like he's officially lost a step. So I think the Broncos are moving on. Gina Cooper jumping in the mini coop. Love it. Thank you, Gina. She says, hope your guys weekend have been going well. As always, glad to have you here tonight. Let's go Broncos country. Yes, it has. Hope yours was too, Gina. Um, yeah, so it's great to see you. The ladies of MHH never fail to show out in force, and we love that. Adding to the conversation. Taylor jumping in. What's up, bro? Glad Judy at least isn't going anywhere. MHH life. MHH life. MHH life. I'm with you on that, Taylor. And, yeah, it doesn't sound like it, but, Zach, it is the NFL you know, Sean Payton took a took his opportunity to kind of uh, quell the rumors. But I'm telling, as I wrote in the article today, Broncos fans, if you're pining for Judy to stay, if you're pining for Sutton to stay, you can't quite sleep easy on that till the draft is officially in the books. Once the draft is in the books, then you can exhale and it's probably not going to happen. Right now, I'm telling you, it's probably not going to happen, but that's when you'll really know. Yeah, I'm the first one to say I don't want Judy to go anywhere, even for a first-round pick. I think he's blossoming into a top-10 receiver. Um, not a knock against Sean Payton. I don't really believe what he's saying here fully, uh, that there's no interest in trading them and they're going to be with the team. The, the way he almost guaranteed that they're not going to trade him, I think if they had a better offer, they would have moved off at least one of them by now. And uh, the takeaway I got reading between the lines was they haven't gotten that offer yet. And until they do, why get rid of them? Keith, what's up, big dog? Great to see you. Thanks for the support. He says, Peyton rebuking the reports that Sutton and Judy on the block saying we are in the business of gathering good players. I, I did like that little, that line. Uh, I'll recapitulate it for those who weren't with us early on, where he said, I see the reports, read it just like everyone else does. Then occasionally when someone really crowds the plate, I throw a fastball right at their chin and they back up and they're like, all right. So I haven't thrown any fastball lately, but we're not trading those two players. And then he went on to say basically that, look, where we're at right now, even though we have a void in the draft with our, our selections, we're in the business of gathering talent at this point. That, so that's kind of the base operating posture of these Broncos. And I think that's a smart, if he's being genuine and sincere, I think that's a smart posture to have. You have your offense on paper. You know, Tim Patrick's coming off an ACL. Um, KJ Hamler's now out four to six months. You need as many receiving weapons as you can get. And it's a big fall off going from Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy to Montreal, Washington and Marquez Callaway. So, yeah, I would want Russell Wilson's weapons to remain intact. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. George Fox, what's up, brother? Appreciate you as always, my friend. 
What's with all the moves? What do you see the team at the end of next season? Denver Broncos for life. And he's reminding everybody again, hit the thumbs up. Appreciate that message, George. Um, well, what's with all the moves is Sean Payton. The theme here, Zach, is continuing to be kind of getting the band back together. And although on the personnel side, you can't really point to any like former pivotal figure uh, that Sean Payton has reunited with or brought to Denver, but on the coaching side, especially there's, yeah. there's guys on both Callaway, Tony Jones. Uh, I'm going to forget some right now on, on the player side, but coaching side, Joe Vitt was hired over the weekend. One of his former lieutenants uh, and a guy who was unfortunately at least one of the fall guys in the uh, bounty gate fiasco, a few, well, whatever it was more than a decade ago. And then others. So he's really trying to recapture some of that juice, some of that energy that served the Saints so well all those years. And also Zach Streif, the OL coach, and also uh, John Morton, the new, I believe, receivers coach or passing game coordinator. Westhoff. Westhoff. Mike Westhoff. Yeah, he's bringing a lot, a lot of familiarity to his staff and is on the field and off the field. So whatever he feels more comfortable with, we have to give Peyton the chance to uh, grow with that in, in uh, year one. Naj Altaf, brother, um, the 13th of April, not going to work. So just because we already have that one booked. So any other Thursday in April, you holler and let me know when that will work for you, bro. And we want to get you back on the show. Broncos country is dying to hear your takes on Sean Payton, the whole 2022 season, where things go from here. So let me know. Thank you for the super chat, bro. He says, hey, brothers, after Payton's comments today, how do you see the players responding to him if they do end up trading Judy or Sutton? Frankly, if they give up on one or either, I feel like our already poor offense will be weaker. There's no getting around it, Zach. Even if you were to get a first-round pick, let's say, in exchange for Jerry Judy and you dished him off, 2023, your offense is probably not getting any better as a result of that move. It's, it's probably going backwards because even if it's – let's just say an offensive tackle or something like that in the first round, you're probably not getting the juice that you hope to squeeze out of that till the season following. So what say you, your answer for no, it's just, it makes no sense to me either because you'd be getting a draft pick back, but creating yet another roster hole and receiver is one of the few strengths the Broncos have. I don't understand the, the fetish with wanting to break that up all in the name of draft compensation. Even if they only have five picks, they can make hay with that. The good thing is they've plugged enough holes with veteran players that they just have to add the cherries on top. The more ridiculous thing that I've seen is the trade scenarios involving DeAndre Hopkins. Like, okay, send Cortland Sutton and a third-round pick to Arizona for Hop. So you're trading a receiver for receiver but giving up a draft pick on top of that? Just leave well enough alone. That's what I say. Despite the meddling – I think it's good for front office guys and head coaches every once in a while to remember the truth of the veracity of the old saying, one in the hand is worth two in the bush. Tom, brother, great to see you. Thank you for the super chat. He says, I trust this coaching staff 100% more than last year's. I understand we got a lot of good free agents, but the best move is still Sean Payton. That's right. I like to use that, the, the, the catchphrase that is often used to describe the impact of a franchise quarterback to describe the impact that Sean Payton is going to have on this franchise, which is Payton is the tide that raises all ships, floats all the boats, baby. Extreme competency. 
has returned to one of your catchphrases as well, Chad, to the Broncos coaching staff. And you were talking about, you made such a good point earlier about you want your head coach to have some sort of ego to be, you know, have a little swagger. And Sean Payton has that. You don't want him to be Nathaniel Hackett, for example, totally meek and totally everybody's <laughs> best friend and, be- and bending the knee. Yeah. I, I wish you guys could see Scott right now because that was a spot on impression of the former Broncos coach. We don't want that no more. And, you know, like anybody that. got time for that? <laughs> Very nice. Um, Tom, you the man. Adam on uh, YouTube checking in from Oz, Australia, baby. That's cool, man. Love it. See, Broncos country, not a geographic location. It's a state of being. I even saw one earlier. I'll, I'll see if I can find it again from New Zealand. Uh, was it Jack, I want to say, that I saw from, from New Zealand? Yeah, Jack Smith. So. Much love and respect to all of the global members of Broncos country that that uh, flood the MHH chat every single night. I mean, some of our most bona fide super chat superstars that are on the MHH Mount Rushmore, they do not hang their hats anywhere close to Denver or the United States. They're across the pond. They're, it's really cool. Love you guys. Tom with another one saying, I wouldn't take a first and a second for Judy. I think he's special. I don't think there's another wide receiver in this draft better than him. Hey, you could be right on that as far as the 2023 wide receiver crop, but man, I would really, I would be hard pressed to resist a one and a two for Jerry Judy only because Tom of what you still would have at wide receiver. I know KJ Hamler, you know, down for the count, four to six months with a torn peck, but you would still have Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick and uh, Marquez Callaway, uh, a couple of young guy rookies from last year going into year two in Montreal, Washington, and Jalen Virgil. So all would not be lost, and you would have some some hay to make come April. So I don't know. That would be really hard for me to turn down for what it's worth, Tom, but I do respect your opinion on it. If someone offers a second for Judy, I'm laughing them off the phone. A first, I'm probably not taking it as well because at that point, you have to hope that the first-round pick, if you take a receiver, is going to be as good as Jerry Judy. And if that's the case, then what's the point? The thing is, though, if you get a first and a second, you have two shots to replace Jerry Judy, and you can use the other draft pick to fill another hole. First and a second, I'm probably doing it. Anything less than that, no way. And it's really hard to see any team giving that up for Judy, who entering his fourth year, he's come close twice, but he's still yet to eclipse a thousand yards in a single season. But he came especially close last year, nine seventy something, uh, and six touchdowns, half of which came in the final quarter of the season. So that's another thing to be excited about with Jerry Judy is, you know, new quarterback, a new scheme last year, getting things kind of figured out. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson, Zach is literally force-feeding target after target to Cortland Sutton. Judy just keeps kind of biding his time, biding his time. As the season marches on, they begin to coalesce and get on the same page with chemistry. And by the time you get to the final quarter of the season, it was like, yo, Russ and Judy, they're sharing a brain, and I want to see where that can go with Sean Payton. Then we'll grab Nick. And that's with having no offensive line to allow Russell Wilson the time to set up and throw. That's with having no running game to speak of to take the pressure off the receivers. And Jerry Judy still was blossoming and getting so much better. He is a special talent. And if I had my druthers, Chad, I'm sure you do as well or would feel the same way. You invest in him and keep him around. You don't ship him off. Nick Hale saying, Chad, Zach, and Scott, good evening. Right back at you, brother. I have a gut feeling Cortland Sutton is going to go off this year 
with Russell Wilson now that our O-line is significantly better. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder with all the trade rumors. So I keep we I hope we keep him. I keep we hope him. Much love, MHH for Live, hashtag Buckham with a B. That song of yours, uh, Nick Hale Music, check him out. He's a he's a uh, songwriter, musician himself. Uh, got stuck in my head today for about an hour after I listened to it a couple of times. So uh, nice job on that. But Zach and Doug, good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. Um, in fact, that pic of your profile, the cat, that looks like the cat my wife got our family a few months ago. Um, Maymay, I think. Yeah, Maymay. I'm not a cat person, so I don't really, I'm allergic to him, so I kind of stay away. Um, but Zach, Cortland Sutton, he made it clear on Twitter when the rumors first started really catching fire yeah. a couple weeks ago that, hey, I want to feel like, I want to be somewhere where I feel like they want me. I want to yeah. feel wanted. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. I don't know how much of a chip he has. I think he feels a little disenfranchised in Denver now. And once a player feels that way, especially a receiver, because they're so diva-like, it's usually a wrap. And I, Chad, you and I both, a lot of Broncos country, most of Broncos country were, were huge on Cortland Sutton pre-injury. We all thought he was going to be the next Demarius Thomas, for example. But ever since that injury, and I know the coaching and the quarterbacking and yada yada has played a part, but the effort has not been there. The same player has not been on the field. So it's it's just the reality of the situation. Eric Weber, it is great to see you, my friend. One of our longtime supporters on Facebook jumping in to say evening priest and Broncos country will exhale on receiver trade possibilities. Once we get through the draft, going to be interesting to see what we do there and the gems that Peyton and Peyton find in the later rounds. MHH for life. Love that dude. Yeah. And I want to circle back to the Thomas Hall article today because it really is encouraging. Even if the Broncos Zach come the draft, end up still without a first and a second round pick and they don't go on the clock till pick 67 there is a lot of subject matter material on Sean Payton's resume to suggest. And in fact, it's more of a harbinger, I think, of the success that he's had in the third round finding impact players wildly outclips the NFL average for round three and beyond. So, hey, I know George Payton and all the scouts, they play a big part in factoring those decisions, but Let's remember, Sean Payton has been uh, been to this rodeo more than once. He's going to have his own discerning thoughts and opinions and takes on individual prospects, pound the table for this guy, that guy. So I'm actually really intrigued and excited to see how it shakes out. This isn't like last year where Nathaniel Hackett let Dwayne Stukes pick Montreal Washington in the fifth round. This is going to be Sean Payton and George Payton's draft. And the great thing is, as you laid out perfectly, they're both such great scouting experts and draft uh, gurus that they can find talent in the middle to late rounds, even as a UDFA. And the good thing is they don't have one glaring roster hole. After the signing period, you can talk about center or edge depth, but there's not one glaring position that stands out. You can allow them to go BPA and really just, like I said, put the cherries on top this Sunday. Um, oh, my, uh, my screen is freezing. Grab this. Will you Zach until like, Oh, now I'm yeah. good. PJ. What's up, bro. Love you. He says, Hey guys, thoughts on the possible new stadium and how, where you would like for it to be built. Go Broncos. Um, this is one of those things, Zach, for me, and I got to tell you, PJ, where there's smoke, there's fire, but I'm not expecting this to be a conflagration for many years, to be honest yeah. with you. I, it probably gets done in the not-too-distant future, 
but I'm not getting too out over my skis on it just because these things take a lot of time because there's different things you have to do, campaigning, lobbying with municipalities and different things. But I think the Broncos could do quite a lot with that Walmart money, Zach, to uh, upgrade into a state-of-the-art stadium. Um, but I just I'm not sure it's the time is right to get too into that particular conversation. But your answer for PJ. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I would hope they keep it in the same uh, location or near the same location. I, th I think it's really unique for the city of Denver and the uh, local uh, economy as well. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I can not demand but hope for from the Waltons is not using taxpayer money to fund the stadium. You're talking about an owner worth $70 billion. I think he can foot the bill for a few bill or whatever it is to build a stadium. And I think that what they want to do, and you're right, down the road, not tomorrow or a year from now, is do what the Cronkies did in Los Angeles. A lot of inbreeding in that family between the Waltons and the Cronkies, and uh, they built this Metroplex in LA. It's not just a football stadium. There's clubs and bars and art and this and that. I think that's the idea for Denver, but in the distant future. So here's an example of the kind of scratch it takes to erect a state-of-the-art stadium like that. If we just look, for example, at the Cowboys uh, Jerry World Stadium, 1.3 billion, Zach. 1.3 billion. So when you consider the wealth, as you mentioned, of the Walton Penner family, yeah, it would be no problem funding that from their own resources rather than, but that doesn't mean that's what they'll do. I, I do yeah. think that they still will try to leverage uh, taxpayer money to get that done. Michaela, what's up? She's saying, though, this is a phone or a device that has been hijacked by Cooper. And yes, all right, cat's out of the bag. Michaela is going to be on the show Thursday night. We are stoked. We got a chance, Zach, you and I, to hang out with and uh, meet Michaela at last year's meet and greet, which was cool. But a lot of Broncos country, they've not heard from her uh, on this show. So that'll be the first time. We can't wait. It's going to be dope. I think when uh, our listeners hear Michaela, they think of the Duchess, but they haven't really seen the other Michaela. And we got to know her, like you said. And I think Broncos country is going to be very uh, pleased to hear what she has to say. Can't wait. This coming Thursday. Tom, again, number three tonight, throwing down like a boss saying, well, Sutton, I don't want you. You quit on too many plays. Yeah, it's crazy to see Sutton going from the tenacious, will not be denied, guy he was in 2019 to alligator arming it you know half-ass blocking when it's his number gets called to you know try and and contain a corner on the edge or get to the second level and get a safety or something like it leaves much to be desired it's like where did the this i i get it you had a knee injury acl it's a big setback but where'd your heart go dog that's what it looks like is your your heart has failed you 
And then also the subtweeting on social media, which is a new thing from Sutton, who I think wouldn't have done that a few years ago. He wanted to go where he feels appreciated. It's like, bro, Denver drafted you, gave you $64 million, believed in you as the wide receiver one. I think you've been fairly appreciated here, but it's the nature of the game. If you can't produce and it looks like you're quitting on plays, which it does if you turn on the tape, he doesn't have the same fight anymore. It's not 80-20 anymore. It's truly 50-50. So if that being the case and the Broncos want to move on, that's their prerogative. I mean, I don't want to take away from his Pro Bowl season and that accomplishment to post 1,200-plus yards receiving, Zach, and whatever it was, half a dozen touchdowns, catching passes in a very inconsistent, up-and-down quarterback room, the likes of Joe Flacco, uh, Brandon Allen, and a rookie Drew Locke. Hey, that's why the Broncos kept you close. And then even when you came back from your injury and you were still not quite to that level that, that you had been uh, pre-injury, they still paid you. Maybe not top of the market level uh, money, Zach, but as you said, I think they more than fairly recognized him for not only his accomplishments, but what they expected to him exactly. to provide in the future. And I don't think he's provided that, to be honest with you, mm. since he got paid. So if you looked at this in, as a, as a, not an investment in the future, but rather a here's a here's a new contract for services rendered, then cool. But if you look at it as an investment for what you hope it can provide as a return, play wise in the future, what you've actually gotten is not low tier one wide receiver money or, or perf- caliber performance, but rather average x wide receiver money or play that's what it's been like that's what he's relegated to now is kind of average x wide receiver and one last thing and i'm gonna serve this over to you it's hard to when you start trying to draw in conclusions on why that is the case it's hard to say because yeah there's the injury to factor in and recovering from that but we're approaching soon zach three years since that injury all of the coaching upheaval, all of the schematic upheaval and the quarterback, you know, inconsistency in tandem with like straight bad quarterback play for, I would say, half of last season from Russell Wilson. So it's like, do you blame Cortland Sutton purely for that? In this game, I think you have to really keep it focused on the individual player and just let the tape decide. And as we've mentioned earlier, the tape showed a guy whose heart had failed, not in a physical sense, all right, in a figurative sense. Yeah, it's it's tough to justify paying a number one wide receiver when he's no longer the number one wide receiver on his own team. That would be Jerry Judy now. Um, the thing about Sutton is this. If you can somehow mine the old Sutton out of him, if you can extract that old want to and the effort and get the pre-injury Sutton back, you're getting a hell of a player and a top 15 receiver in the NFL. The question is, is that possible? Can Sean Payton do that? Does Sean Payton want to do that? We'll have our answer soon. Guys, we are at we're approaching 40 minutes, so any burning topics, questions, get them in the chat. We, uh, we'll be getting out of here pretty soon. We still got a little bit of time, but we are buttoning up against it uh, rapidly. Zach, your thoughts... By the way, Char jumping in. Good evening, guys. I'm a silent watcher, but wanted to let you all know you do spectacular, a spectacular job daily. I look forward to each. Very sweet of you. Thank you, Char. Great to see you. We know you, of course. You've been a longtime long time. listener slash member of our community, so it's, it's great to see you. Uh, Zach, there have been some people in Bronco media 
and even a few in uh, at MHH over the last three, four months since Sean Payton started getting connected to Denver and then, of course, becoming the head coach that pointed to the Bounty Gate um, controversy from, you know, more than 10 years ago now as a big moral reason to you look elsewhere for a head coach. Be that as it may, whatever. Some people were very critical or leery. Let's just say leery of bringing him in because of that. He brought in one of his top lieutenants that was involved in that, let's just say, in Joe Vitt. Now, he wasn't the brainchild behind the Saints uh, offering literal bonuses, a.k.a. bounties to injure opposing players. That came from then defensive coordinator. Greg Williams, but Joe Vitt as a linebackers coach and top lieutenant that Sean Payton would take with him everywhere, you know, senior bowl combine, they were always together. Now he's in Denver as a senior defensive assistant. Do you read into that at much? Does, does that bother you at all? First of all, I hate the people who brought up the uh, bounty gate argument as a reason not to hire one of the best coaches of this generation. And pretty much in NFL history, those same people said they shouldn't draft Micah Parsons in the first round because of character concerns. And look how that's going. Um, it's just another voice in the room. And I don't know what that says for VJ that, you know, him being an accomplished coordinator in the NFL or at least an experienced one, he would need a defensive assistant like Joe Vitt. But I feel like it's more of Sean having one of his boys around and feeling comfortable with him on the coaching staff. And that's the case. And so be it. No harm, no foul. I love getting that experience. You know, um, don't take this the wrong way, but it's like that old saying, Zach, that if you're not cheating, you're not you're trying. trying. That's not me countenancing you know straight up uh red-handed cheaters like bill belichick josh mcdaniels but guys that are always kind of testing the boundaries pushing the envelope in pursuit of victory charge it to the game you know that that's the nature of this game is that it's so demanding so exacting the stakes are so high that guys who are really hungry to uh bring it home they will push the envelope a little bit and I'm cool with with guys that will kind of push against boundaries a little bit. Hopefully, and I think he has, you know, history since then has played that out. I think Sean Payton learned from that and uh, took whatever lessons were to be gleaned from having to sit out a whole season and going through just the shame and the fiasco of all that. I don't worry about it anymore. It's it, It's ancient history. What I worry about, what I care about, I should say, is production, accomplishments, future vision, skins on the wall. And Sean Payton's got plenty of those. So does Joe Vitt as a, as a position coach and, you know, former high-level assistant. Mike Reno, thanks for all you do. Chad, Zach, Scott, and the MHH podcast crews, we will rock this year feeling very confident. How are you feeling, Zach, about the Broncos 2023? I've been burned in the past, as you know. I mean, we all have after last year. I'm keeping, you know, my expectations kind of tempered, but I'm also not stupid to the realization that Sean Payton is the Broncos coach. No more Nathaniel Hackett, no more first timers. Uh, I hopefully improve Russell Wilson. They finally invested in the O-line after years and years and years. I mean, if the worst thing about the offseason was they brought back VJ as defensive coordinator, then they've had a hell of of an offseason, I think the arrow is skyrocketing upward. Agreed. The Broncos, in case you missed it yesterday, also uh, announced that they have finalized their coaching staff officially. Now, that doesn't necessarily, Zach, mean that 
there might not be another addition here or there, but like all of the key um, position coaches and coordinators and all that stuff, those slots have been filled. I'm going to share something with you. I just want to make sure people's emails are not in this. Uh, but here is, let me blow this up a little bit, see what it looks like. So you guys don't have to squint when I do pull it up. One more, one more. Okay, that's good. That's good for me. Okay, let me show you guys this. Here's here's the roster of coaches the Broncos announced yesterday as finalized. All right, Lou Ianni at running backs on offense, Davis Webb, quarterbacks, Austin King, assistant O-line, Zach Grassi, O-line qual or offensive quality, Logan Kilgore, offensive quality, Fabian Upshaw, offensive quality, and then on defense, Jamar Kane. That's who the Broncos, the other coach the Broncos hired yesterday, former LSU linebackers and defensive run game coordinator. He's got some skins on the wall, although this is his first NFL job for what it's worth. But he'll be working in tandem with, you know, uh, Michael Wilhite and uh, Marcus Dixon, defensive line. Joe Vitt, senior defensive assistant, Isaac Shoemaker, quality defensive quality control, Addison Lynch, and then strength and conditioning, Sean Sneezak being brought in as an assistant uh, to Dan Dalrymple. So that those are the last few names maybe some of you in Broncos country haven't quite heard as the as Sean Payton finalized the staff. A lot of up-and-comers and, comers and uh, relative, I don't want to say no names, but definitely fresh names. And you have Joe Vitt on there who has like 40 years experience. So at this stage, I think it was a good get for the Broncos coaching staff. And uh, the new pass rush coach, Chad, if there's any LSU prospects that are out there the Broncos have their eye on, this could be a key that they're uh, targeting them by hiring one of their former coaches. Yeah, and who else? What, that that strength um, executive they hired, Oh, Bo Lowry. Oh, Lowry. Yeah, he was also wooed away from LSU. Sure. Uh, so the SEC, man, I mean, that's might as well be considered professional football, even though it's collegiate ranks. Uh, PJ saying just a shout out to Broncos country from New Mexico. Thanks for another great podcast, gentlemen. MHH, state of being, and Buckham. Right back at you, PJ. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, I don't know what just happened there. Um <laughs> All right, we're at 45 minutes. We'll probably uh, keep tonight's show relatively tight. So this is the last call for burning topics, questions. Get them in the chat. Uh, Mike, as always, you know we love and appreciate you, your encouragement, your support. You know, always keeping in touch with us on Twitter and social media with the props and the promotion of MHH and all of the different podcasts. So love you, big dog. And again, I want to remind you, we would like to have you on the show if you want to do that. DM me on Twitter or shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We'll make that happen. Thank you, Michael. Probably the most dedicated um, listener that we have for the reasons that you mentioned. Every single show, every single podcast, every single day, he's out there on social media, you know, hyping us up. So definitely appreciate it, Michael, as always. Speaking of appreciation, guys, real quick, I just want to say everybody who has, even if you're not into the whole music thing, even if you could not care less about uh, your favorite podcast co-hosts, uh, musical pursuits. I really appreciate each and every one of you that have either bought the record, bought merch, been streaming Bridge the Gap. This album, you're not going to be hearing too much more about it from me because the album dropped on Friday. It's officially out. Go stream it. It's called Secret Combinations. Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere, Amazon Music, anywhere you listen to music, you can get 
bridge the gap, secret combination. So guys, check it out if you haven't. And much love and respect, Zach, to everybody who has supported that, including you, my friend, who has been encouraging you and Scott and sounding boards have been sending for however long it's been like two years since this thing's been in the works with me. Hey, what do you think of this? Oh, it's cool. Maybe work on this. So very valuable feedback and insight, but appreciate your support, Zach and Scott, you as well, big dog. Of course, man. It's uh, quite the accomplishment. I'm glad you followed your pursuits and I can't say I'm the biggest fan of the genre, but I think it sounds pretty good, relatively speaking. So congrats to you again and uh, go out and check it out guys. Thank you. Any other burning topics? I think we're pretty good, Zach. So unless someone throws down something that we haven't already addressed uh, tonight after we get to our, our messages here, I think we should maybe get out. Yeah, that was another great installment of the MHH podcast. If you're not doing so, follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some aforementioned Buckham merch or any of our inventory, check out MHHmerch.com. I promise you guys will not be disappointed. And also, if you haven't, Go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod, like that page and follow that page. If you're on Instagram, follow us at mile underscore high underscore huddle for all your Broncos needs, rumors, news, and more. And also on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football pre-safe five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you we saw that michael that you got a visor very cool brother make sure you send us a uh, selfie when you when you get that in john clay i think this is the 11th hour super chat and then we'll sign off saying evening gents from huntsville alabama broncos country is nationwide thanks for the great work john you've been with us a long time big dog so thank you for of course just being here let alone throwing down 10 of your hard-earned dollars to support what we do at MHH and help us keep the lights on. So much love and respect to you, my friend. Thank you, John. Hope you're having a great uh, conclusion to your weekend. Great start to your week. We'll see you hopefully uh, tomorrow. Shall we? We shall. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in with us. We'll, we're back on tomorrow night. Talk more Broncos football. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com